Big Brother's watching you, man. And I tell you now, give it another fucking 10, 15 years and we're all going to be walking around in fucking white jumpsuits with serial numbers on it. That makes me sound like a proper tin ha- tinfoil hat wearing dickhead. But <laughs> it's where it's going, though. It's where it's going. And I recorded that, so that'll, that'll be a soundbite we use later. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, the world's just fucked. And it, it's going to... And then you've got fucking China and Russia just being dickheads. Mate, if this shit goes on for 2024, fucking Donald Trump gets in because he's talking about re- re-going for a fucking presidency. In 2024, if that gets in in 2024, we are all fucked. Honest to God, Trump will step in and he will go, you've got 24 hours to stand down, get the fuck out of Ukraine and get back in your box. If you don't, I'm sending the military and that will be a real test of Putin's bollocks. I'm not being funny, as much as I don't like Trump, at least he's got the bollocks to say what we're all thinking. I know, man, but fucking hell, if it comes down to who's got the biggest cock, mate, then I don't want to be playing those kind of games, do you? No. No, he, he did say, he said, but before it reached that, he said the first thing he'd do is plan a diplomatic meeting. He'd go over and he'd meet him. He said, I'd go to Russia and I'd, I'd meet him in Russia. Trump don't give a fuck. He went to North Korea, didn't he? He did, when yeah. He, when he kicked I off. I hope he gets back. Are you you're convincing me to get him back in now? <laughs> but you think when North Korea kicked off and they're like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We What was it? We're going to send a nuclear weapon to the East Coast. And Trump went straight on the news going, if you even think about it, I'll rain fire down on you that will last for generations. And then two weeks later, he stood on the North Korean border shaking his hand and their best mates. Ah, fuck, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a fucking weird world we live in. It's a weird world we live in, mate. It's only going to get weirder. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely. Have you seen the... um... You seen the videos of those robots jumping and like climbing stairs and stuff? Yes, I have. <laughs> the fuck, dude, don't. E- even e- scary. Even Elon Musk tweeted, "Skynet has arrived." What's That's... that dude doing buying Twitter as well? Did you see what he done when he announced how he announced he bought Twitter? No, he posted a video on Twitter of him walking into his headquarters carrying a sink. What was that trying to represent? Literally a sink. And he walked right up to the ca- camera and went, I've just bought Twitter. Let that sink in. <laughs> He's fucking G, isn't he? What an absolute guy, man. I like him. I like him because he's just like, he's a fucking nerd. He's a proper nerd who's had so much power and money handed to him. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's fucking worked his ass off for it, I'm sure. But it's like just one of those. It's like basically if you imagine Will from the Inbetweeners yeah. getting getting royalty, do you know, it, that's exactly what he's like. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, though, could you? Oh, I can't imagine how awful it would be to work for him. I bet he is the most power hungry little face of the earth. Yeah, man. He is like someone's nicked my toy and I want it back. <laughs> he, did you remember when they were selling flamethrowers? No. So uh, he done a thing where they released Tesla flamethrowers. Yeah, that made, sounds like something out of Beverly Hills Cop 3. They, they made 20,000 high-powered flamethrowers that he was like advertising and pissing around with on Twitter. Did he have and someone he, in a bikini advertising it for Yes, him? he did. <laughs> uh, and oh. Joe, Joe Rogan said, do you not think it's irresponsible to sell dangerous flamethrowers on, on the internet? They were, well, we put a warning on them. But Joe Rogan was laughing. He's like, they're only for like demonstration purposes. They're like for people to like play around with in their garden. It's not for like people to go and cause like mayhem. Joe Rogan's like, 
do you not think people might? He said, look, I can't control what people do with stuff. He said, I sell them a Tesla. He said, I can't control if they go and drive that into a building. He said, it's no different from selling a flamethrower. It's the same principle. Joe Rogan's like, it's not the fucking same. (laughs) (laughs) One is actually a weapon. And and Elon Musk's like, but a car's a more dangerous weapon. Cause more damage than a flamethrower. And Joe Rogan's like, got his head in his hands. Like, this guy. Yep, he's right, though. He's right in what he's saying. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like him. I like him. He's just a fucking nutcase. He's he a is. dangerous man. He's got too much power and too much money at the moment. Yeah. He's entertaining to watch, though. Maybe he should Maybe he should run for president. That would be fucking extremely dangerous. Thing is, have you seen who Donald Trump's going to be running against? No. Dwayne Johnson. Oh, fuck off. There's no... Is he... At- Mate, America is falling apart. If you've got Donald Trump and Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, in an election <laughs> campaign for presidency, you might as well for Arnold Schwarzenegger and Elon Musk in there as well. I those could you imagine those two being the final two candidates? And like, could you imagine the live press conferences with The Rock and Donald Trump? It would be <laughs> the best TV ever. Could you imagine if Rock just stood up and was like? Can you smell? That's got to be his campaign, isn't it? Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Fucking people's elbowed the shit out of Donald Trump. Like something out of a celebrity death match. The thing is, could you imagine if he got in power and his speech to Putin would be like, I will lay the smack down on your candy <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Honestly, it is literally turning into a fucking reality TV show, isn't it? It is. And to be fair, our politics is worse. No, our politics isn't worse. Our politics is just fucking so... You just you, you can't it's, even say anything. Just, just name-calling. It's just name-calling. It's, it's just, yeah, but like, ooh, ooh, I, I, oh, yes, you're right. I do apologise. I, I better resign and stand down. It's like, just fucking grow some bollocks and stand up for what you believe in. Put the shit <laughs> to right, do you know? Yeah, as much There's as I no didn't... There's no backboard in this country anymore. As much as I didn't like Boris, at least he dug his heels in it. No, I'm, I'm not going. Make me. I half expected him to come back, I'll be honest with you. I thought he would have been back after Trust stepped down. Yeah, I, I think he couldn't because he's still under investigation and if he come back, he's probably going to get sacked again anyway. Yeah. I mean, Sunak's been fucking quiet though since he stepped in, hasn't he? Not being funny, he's inc- just increasing everyone's taxes, isn't he? He's keeping his head down. I'll put all your bills up and then I'm going to hide. Pretty much. I mean, it's going to be fucking inevitable anyway, wasn't it? With all this furlough scheme, this was not a free ride for everybody to enjoy. <laughs> we was all going to be paying it back at one point or another. Yeah, I think the only people who done well out of the like the furlough scheme were people who were self-employed who could take the zero percent interest loan because that was just a, or... not just that. I mean, that that zero percent interest loan was for people who were limited companies. I mean, if you were just limited as a sole trader, you were handed a fucking pay. You were getting yeah. a payout. You were getting like fucking 40% of your annual earnings every three months. Yeah. It was fantastic. Oh, well. Good times. Hey, <laughs> no point in grumbling about it now. We all took it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not being funny. When my boss said, we're going to furlough you, you're going to stay at home, and we're going to top up your wage. We'll pay you full wage. Um, probably probably going to be three or four months. Um, I just want to check you're happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too right, I'm happy with that. I renovated my full <clears throat> fucking house from top to bottom, mate. It looks amazing. And I had the time to spend at home with my wife, who was heavily pregnant, and see her throughout her pregnancy. She didn't spend nine months of her pregnancy at home on her own because I was here because I couldn't go and work in people's houses. 
Yeah. And I got paid to stay at home and look after it. It was great. Yeah, we had a glorious summer as well. So I, I, I literally, the second I was furloughed, my decking got done. And like the second my decking was done, the deck chair went out and I spent most of the summer laying in the garden being paid full wage for doing it. And all these people who say, if I won the lottery, I would stop working. Oh, fuck it, I, I would stop working immediately. Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I would have to like some, I'd have to create some sort of venture or something. We would have to do this full time. I couldn't oh. just sit doing nothing. I know I'd, I'd do something, but I definitely wouldn't be working for anyone else. You'd be working for me if I won the lottery because I'd be paying you to do this podcast with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I bought my Euro Millions tickets for today, so it's 136 million. I think that'll be enough to what? That'll see the show through to retirement. Oh, fucking too right. Do I get uh, half of that? <laughs> uh, I, probably not half. I'd give you enough that you didn't need to work ever again, though. I'd say that. I'd say that. If you can match my earnings from working, yeah, we'll need half of your overall income. Well, what what we'll do is we'll work out what you'd earn between now and retirement, and we'll double it, and I'll give you that. <clears throat> you wouldn't be able to give me it all at once, though, because I would spend it. You'd have to pay me a wage. You'd have to have a salary. I'd have to have a salary, yeah, because if you give me it all at once, I'd be done by Christmas and be like, um, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should we get this show on the road? <laughs> Have we not started yet? <laughs> I, do you know what? I'm not even going to bother. We're just, we're just going to use some of this. And uh, Hello. <laughs> welcome to News. You've been here a while. How are you? I hope you're all well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We... Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? Sometimes. Look at me, Damien! <laughs> Sarah, be my bloody man. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a type of one good scare, huh? What an excellent day for an exorcism. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Massively, massively digress. So we should we should talk about something yeah. horror related. If do you want to not... go first with horror news, or do you want me to go first? Well, I'm just going to say first of all, if you've not listened to the show, my name is Scott. My name, <laughs> my name is Mark. Uh, and and we are is... war hungry people. We are. This this is horror movie news. Believe it or not, it's not political talk with Mark and Scott. <laughs> maybe a show. Maybe a show for when we've won the lottery. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kick news off. So uh, we've obviously just reviewed Nosferatu and there is effectively a remake of Nosferatu. Well, there is a remake of Nosferatu coming, but I'm not really interested in that. What I am interested in is a movie called Last Voyage of the Demeter, um, which has got Viggo Mortensen, Jude Law, um, and it's an adaptation of the Captain's Log chapter from Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, which is a really good chapter in the book. It's all about the time on the ship and the fact that Dracula's killing everyone. And while he's doing that, the crew are trying to work out what the fuck's going on. Why is he dead? Why is he dead? Where's he gone? It's it's really I'm, good. I'm, I'm excited for it. I really like Viggo Mortensen. He is Aragon and forever will be Aragon. Yeah. Um, phenomenal actor. Phenomenal actor. So he, I hope he does. Who's playing Dracula in that? Uh, I can't remember. It's not a named. Oh, so it's neither of him or Jude. No, no, they both played people on the ship. I think Viggo Mortensen is the captain. Right. Oh, that's disappointing. He would make an awesome Dracula. 
Yeah, he, he would. Um, but that's just been pushed back. So we were going to be doing that as a new release early next year. It's going to be out end of January. Uh, it's been pushed back to August. That's some serious setback. Mm. It's filmed. It's done. It's ready to go. Are they not? Is that not due to response then? Have they not done test screenings and then thought, oh, we're going to rewrite this? Or... No, I think it's purely down to they've looked at the landscape of what's coming out next year and they've gone, oh, we need to find a gap. We don't want it getting lost in the sea of... Yeah, because we've got some epic stuff coming out in the coming months, years. Yes, yeah. the coming months, especially next year. There's some yeah. pretty big name drops and some pretty big titles coming. Yeah, Scream, Evil Dead Rise, that's March and April. So those two months will be out. You don't want to be out in those two months. No. I don't know what we've got. Um, Potato Hellboy that you've got coming out. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be down as my movie of next year. (laughs) It's been your movie of the year for the past two years. (laughs) I'm digging my heels. I still maintain it's going to be good. And the fact it's been given, so it got, uh, it's, uh, what's it called? Dark Harvest. Um, you it don't got, know the name of it. It can't be yeah, that great. It got an R rating uh, for extreme violence and gore, which instantly went, oh, yes, that's good. Um, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. I suppose I'll have to because no doubt you're desperate to get it on the show. Uh, yeah, that's a new release that will definitely get an appearance. And then I'm going to sit here and eat humble pie and go, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope for your sake it's not because I know how passionate you are about this. So I hope it does well. Yeah. Um, what have you got news-wise? Uh, I mean, we've had quite a lot kicking off in the world of news this sort of past week, um, which is a refreshing start for us, considering we've just ranted for half an hour about something completely irrelevant to what we actually do. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, if you're uh, wondering, you run podcast flamethrowers, will be available later <laughs> in the year. Uh Yeah, so there's been rumblings about Danny Boyle returning to direct 28 months later. Finally. Finally. I 20, 28 years. Days. Should be 28 years later. It fucking should be 28 years later. Yeah, so I love the first one with Cillian Murphy. Is it Cillian? Cillian? How do you pronounce it? Cillian, I think. Cillian Murphy. The first one's fantastic. I, absolutely. It is such an iconic film, especially in British horror. Uh, Danny Boyle is a phenomenal director, so the first one I absolutely adore. And I also love the second. I don't love it as much as the first, but in terms of sequels quality, I think it's pretty fucking great. Yeah. Um, and I've been hungry for a 28 months later, as I think has the rest of the horror community for so, so long. So there's been rumblings that the script is done and Danny Boyle has shown interest to return, along with Cillian Murphy, to also star. Now, it's been a while since I've watched the first one, but correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't die. He was just heavily injured at the end of the last one in that little bunker they had in that farmhouse. And then they yeah. had the sign outside saying SOS help or something, didn't yeah, they? That's it. Um, so there is no confirmation of his death or anything like that. He was just in a pretty bad way at the end of the first. So it would be nice to see him make a recovery. I, I to think... be able to pick it up 28 months after 28 week, 28 days... I mean, 28 months, what's that? That's two years. I mean, he's aged drastically since the first one. Yeah, I think the only way for me that works is if they start it and he dies almost instantly. Do you think? I think that it would be a nice way to bring him back and all the fans go, oh, great, he's back, then kill him and then move on to another story. Yeah, because I think if you were to watch these as a trilogy, which I think they were originally intended to be anyway, it would be quite jarring to see 
him in the first one being what fucking 19, 20 years old as he yeah. is in the first one to now see him as like 40, 40. <laughs> as he is now. I mean, I mean, he looks great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not fucking bashing on him. He looks fantastic for his age, but it's, it's not <laughs> to watch some back to back would be quite, yeah, quite a jarring experience. I, I think it'd be hard. Also, uh, Terrifier has been submitted to the Oscars for consideration. I'd seen this. Was this a ruse or is this actually genuine? It's like... No, so Bloody Disgusting submitted Terrifier 2 for Oscar consideration. And they said in their own tweet and their own news article, we know this is not going to get an Oscar. And Damien Leone chimed in. But how amazing is it to understand that the Academy is going to sit and watch Terrifier 2 from start to finish? I don't understand how the Oscars <laughs> work. So can you can you submit anything for Oscar? Yeah, yeah you so, can submit. So when um, your film comes out, when's your film out? Uh, October next year. I could submit it. They would instantly dismiss it. But with Terrified 2, they can't instantly dismiss it because it's got such media attention. They can't just go, we're not even going to look at it because it's got such a hype behind it. At a bare minimum, they're going to have to watch it. I mean, it's obviously not going to win anything, let's be honest. No. There's no way the Academy would let anything like that go through. You say that. 1974, The Exorcist won the first Academy Award for a horror movie. But it's doable. It's been done before. And rightly so. Fucking hell, let's not talk Terrifier 2 and Exorcist comparisons, please. Um, But it could get nominated. Yeah. Which would be amazing. And that's probably the best they can hope for. Uh, if it got a nomination, if I was bloody disgusted in Damien Leone, I would want David Howard Thornton at the awards as art. Oh, man, the fucking sceptical that would cause. I don't think they'd be allowed. I think there's a dress code anywhere. <laughs> well, I'm not being funny. Stick art in a suit. Yeah, they still wouldn't allow it. And you then imagine... again, these days, the fucking he, she, they, them. Yeah. You, you couldn't refuse him, I suppose. He, he identifies as a clown in a tuxedo <laughs> with his little hat. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, <laughs> you are being offensive to clowns. <laughs> uh, I really, I really, really hope it gets a nomination. I don't care what for, just a nomination. Just to give, uh, just to have Damien Leone and David Howard Thornton and Lauren Lavera just be able to be sat at the Oscars because I, I just think they've done such a good job with it. They've completely revamped the genre. I think it would be wonderful for them and for us. And not just that, I just think they deserve some form of recognition. I think for what they've done on the budget they were allocated, I think they, it's a phenomenal achievement and it really is. And I know I have my gripes with the film, but man, it, it it feels like gone are the days where films like John Carpenter's Halloween revolutionised cinema. And I feel yeah. like Terrifier is that sort of next step. And it's yeah. finally been embraced and recognised for, for something like that. And and I don't know, man. I don't know. I, just, I, don't, I don't feel like films like that come about very often. No, they don't. And when I... they do come about, I think it's I think it's only right that they get celebrated for it. Yeah, and I agree. And I don't watch the Oscars, but I can guarantee you if Terrifier 2 has a nomination, I will watch the Oscars start to finish. Have you seen that mil- <laughs> I'm 
choking on my own laughter. Have you seen that meme that's been floating around with um, Art of the Clown accepting an Oscar? Yeah. And then Will Smith's walking up and then he turns around and he just says, no. <laughs> just said, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Uh, I, I desperately, I'd love it to. Um, while we're on crazy movie talk, um, Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey director has announced there will be a sequel um, because that's now getting a cinematic release. But I'm not that excited about that. What I'm excited for is he's already said after the sequel, their next project is a Peter Pan horror movie called Neverland Nightmares. I... I'm on board. I'm on board for this. Um, I'm very sceptical about the the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey thing. I'll be I'll be perfectly honest. I'm very sceptical about it. The trailer looks awful. But... Theatrical release based on test screenings. But it's not getting like a, a wide scope. No. So it's getting like a few selective cinemas, which is still great. It's still so... great. I'm very obviously it's, it's very reassuring for the film. But I've seen the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen the trailer. Um... <laughs> I, I, I'm fully in for that. I can't wait for Winnie the Pooh. And I like the idea because Peter Pan is a scary story. No, but you know what? The Mr. Bub, because Pinocchio is the best one to adapt. Have you seen the newest latest Tom Hanks uh, Pinocchio? G- G- is that the Gilbert Del Toro one? No, that's coming out no. at Christmas on Netflix, which is a stop motion animation passion project by Gilmore right. which looks fantastic, by the way. I'm I'm very excited to sit down with my daughter at Christmas and watch that. It's going to be amazing. But no, the latest one was coming from Disney. Um, Tom Hanks was Geppetto. Loads of other people in it, Peels and all the rest of it, uh, voice acting characters and stuff like that. It was great. It was great. But it's fucking dark. And the story of Pinocchio is horrifying. Yeah, there's a Spanish, there's a Spanish version of this that I've got. Um, oh, what's it? I'm, I'm quizzing myself what it's called. It's obviously called fucking Pinocchio. Yeah, but it, it's a Sp- <laughs> <laughs> it's a Spanish version of it, and it honestly, it's El Pinocchio. Yeah, El Pinocchio. Um, you know, I don't know why I did the accent. I'm sorry. I'm really not racist. It's me. It's it, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a there's a Pinocchio, a Spanish version of Pinocchio, and it's honestly, mate, it's, it literally looks like it's come from the mind of Gil, Gilmo Toro. It's yeah. that kind of thing, the makeup effects, practical effects throughout it. It's haunting as fuck. It's absolutely genuinely haunting. I've seen it. It is genuinely terrifying. Um, so I think they've missed the mark going down the Peter Pan route. I mean, Peter Pan, yeah, granted, it, it has the horror elements, but the story of Pinocchio could be adapted into a horror film. So yeah. much better. Um, you've been in really good spirits today on when we done Nosferatu and on this episode. Oh, so no. <laughs> uh, We don't uh, do quizzes on this show, don't worry. No, 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 there's no quizzes. Um, John Carpenter gave an interview with Vulture magazine. Um, and I want to share some of the things that John Carpenter said and see if it changes your opinion on how you view the man who created Halloween. Can we he just would... say before you go into this, I think John Carpenter is a dickhead. Okay, well, that, that's fine. <laughs> this will probably reaffirm your thoughts on him. Um, he was asked how he feels about fans' reactions to Halloween Ends. And I'm going to quote exactly what he said. I can imagine that before you say anything, because I haven't read the article, I have no idea where you're going to go, but I can imagine John Carpenter turning around and saying, I don't give a fuck, I got paid. 
close. Um, this is a quote from John Carpenter. I don't care. I don't care. I'm an old director. And what scares me more than bad reviews is not finishing a movie because I've died or it just not being released. I kind of get where he's coming from. He's got the fear <laughs> of impending doom on inside. Yeah. I don't think he really gives a shit what people think of him right now. <laughs> but it did make me chuckle when I saw the headline was John Carpenter reacts to fans' hatred of Halloween ends. And it's just, I don't care in Brock Capitals. I mean, the thing is, I love John Carpenter as a director. He's created some amazing, amazing back catalogue of work over his time. But that dude, man, honestly, he's a fucking arsehole. He really is. Like, he he changes his mind from one moment to the next. So you can interview him one week and he'll be like, yeah, fucking I'm passionate about Halloween and I love it and this is the greatest thing I've ever birthed. And then you can interview him again the following week and he'll tear around and be like, yeah, I don't give a shit, man. I just do it for the money. I just want to get paid. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't care enough <laughs> and that feels like a wrong thing for me to say as a fan of his work because it, it's not that he doesn't care enough he does care obviously but he just he just says some really stupid things in the moment like we do it I do it I say things in the moment where I'm like oh shit I probably shouldn't have said that but where it, it just seems like John Carpenter doesn't I, I, I have know. that voice I, in his head that I, I edit episodes you've been on <laughs> <laughs> there are many times when you say stuff and I go that can't be Ed and I do, I do the same <laughs> <laughs> but John Carpenter needs an editor. That's what he needs. He needs somebody to just be like, you probably shouldn't say that. So we will retract that statement you've just made. Because he has said so many confusing things over the times of his career. And he said things and then retracted them and said something else. And I mean, throughout the course of his Golden Green trilogy, he's been like supportive of it. And then he's been like, yeah, I'm just here for the paycheck. I don't give a shit, man. I'm getting paid. And then he's been like, yes, this is a passion project. I'm glad to be back to the franchise and I'm putting my heart and soul into everything with this score and, and my input towards the story. I, I, I love how you, that's how you interpret John Carpenter speaks. <laughs> He don't care. He's at home getting paid, having a beer, and that's all he gives a shit about. And fucking fair play to him, man. He's done his stint, and he doesn't give a shit anymore. No, but exactly it's like, that. It's it, it's just it's bizarre when people hang on to every word he says, and it's the same with Jamie Lee Curtis. She's a fucking diva as well. Like she says some stupid shit in interviews where she's like. If you go back and you watch interviews she's done throughout the Halloween franchise based on Halloween 1, 2, then H2O, then Resurrection, and then again with the Golden Green Children, she changes her mind and her story every single interview she does. And and, and Carpenter's exactly the same. Like They, they have such conflicting and, and varied opinions depending on what mood they're in that day. It's hard yeah. to take anything they say seriously. Yeah. Have you got any more news? Because I've got one more if you haven't. No, I've got a couple of things. Um, obviously, we need to touch on the fact that Scream has been pushed back. Not pushed, pushed back, forward. it's been brought forward. It's been brought forward. So it was originally scheduled for a... 24th of March? I have a screenshot on my phone, which I need to zoom into, and I can't figure out how to zoom on my phone. It was, <laughs> it was originally scheduled for a March 31st, 2023 release date, but it's been brought forward to March the 10th. So that's like... Three, three weeks... weeks. Yeah, that's Evil Dead Rise, first week yeah. of April. They don't want to go to head to head to head with them. Does that worry you as a Scream fan? After Scream Five, I kind of, I'm kind of out now. Because only... to me, that seems like they're saying 
Evil Dead Rise is going to be awesome and people are going to go see that instead of Scream 6. The only way they salvage Scream is bringing Stu Marker back. If Stu Marker's not back, I'm done with the Scream franchise. There's a knife in it, it's put in the bin. I've got no, after Scream 5, I've got no more time for it at all. Have you really? That is it. Like, that is going to be your only thread is if, if Stu Marker's back. If they've got two options to save the franchise, they either kill all the characters and go in a different direction and do that early on. And I mean all the car- all the new cast are absolute trash apart from General Ortega's character. The rest of them are just throwaways. Even the... I don't quite mind uh, Randy's nephews and nieces. Uh, Randy's niece is okay. Randy's nephew's a bit nothing. He's just a generic character. I could lose all of them and not give a shit. Gale but must die. In terms die. of generic characters, in terms of like the fact that he's like the jock character. But he's not as really far as jock ch- characters go. He's pretty good. I quite like him a lot. I thought he's he's just too woke and happy, happy for a jock character. He's not got. I think as his as on his own, yeah, he's awful. But yeah, I think I... because he has his sister to bounce off. Yeah, it worked I... quite well as a dynamic. Yeah, the, the options for me is kill most of the cast, kill Gale. Gale must die a hundred percent. I'm going to start a hashtag. Gale must die. She's got to go. Um, yeah, Gail needs to die before she starts looking more and more like Pete Burns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they need to either take it in a new direction or round it back and bring Stu Marker back in and tie it up. If they don't do either of those things, I kind of just think we're going to get another rehashed bullshit version like we got in Five, where they're going to throw in some nods to Wes Craven and expect us all to say thank you. I think, to be honest with you, I think this is going to be a setup film. Yeah. I think this is going to be a setup. You're going to get a. I think you're going to get what you want from this franchise, but I don't think you're going to get it in this film. I think you are going to get it, but I don't think you're going to get it into Scream Seven. I think you're going to get the return of Sydney Prescott, like everybody's been talking about, and I think she's going to come in in the last act, and that's going to set up Scream Seven. But do, do as you know a fan what... base, is that <clears throat> going to annoy everybody? Is that going to get yeah. to the point where it's like? fuck you, like, why didn't you just give us that in the first place? Do you know what I would love to see? I'd love to see Sydney coming at the end, like, being the big hero. And then that's when Stu Marker returns. Stu Marker returns and slits her throat. Drops and then the thing to... is, is, like, you're going to watch an hour and a half film of pure fucking shite and bollocks to get to that last 10 second scene that's going to set up screen seven. And that's mm-hmm. what the, this is what they're going to give us. This is going to be an arc that's going to transcend over a fucking few films. And I feel like they're going to get all the way through this... New York bullshit storyline with these stupid characters that we've got coming off the back of Scream 5. And then Scream, it's going to end setting up a perfect film. But they're walking a fine line as to whether everybody's going to return for it. Yeah. I tell you where I'm going to be out. I'm going to be out when they all arrive in New York and it starts playing Jay-Z and Beyonce New York. That's when I'm going to be like, I'm done. In New York. Oh, Jersey and Alicia Keys. You know. That's it. Yeah, I, I'll be at that point. I'll be done when that it, that song. It's hits. going to be awful. It's going to be yeah. awful. It's going to be really, really bad. I know. Uh, at least, at least and I'm already f- dreading the fact that they've brought it forward because they're scared of competition. This is Scream. This is a Scream franchise, like, and they're talking about an Evil Dead film, which I'm very, very excited by the by. But was originally dedicated to streaming services, and yeah. only just recently announced that it's going to cinema. Yeah. This is already a Scream 6 film that was already solely dedicated to cinema. Did you see scared that? of the competition and they're moving their dates to accommodate. Did, did you see, though, Evil Dead almost got a 100% approval rating in test screenings? That doesn't surprise me. I think this is going to be fucking epic. 
Yeah, I'm 100% with you with that. Um, One more bit of news from me, uh, which isn't going to be very exciting for you because I know you're not the biggest fan of her. Uh, Shelley Duvall is coming out of retirement for a new werewolf movie uh, with Edward Furlong called The Forest Hills. Is that Wendy from Popeye? (laughs) That's it, yeah. (laughs) Is is it Wendy in Popeye? Is she not Wendy? Yeah, she is. No, Olive Oil. Olive Oil. (laughs) Why have I got Wendy? Oh, Wendy in Shining. Yeah, no, Olive Oil, Wendy in The Shining. Yeah, that's why I'm going to try. Uh, really? Yeah. She's not acted. In, she's, not, <laughs> she's not acted in 25 years. And the only reason she was really good in The Shining is because Kubrick made her that good. Yeah. Like, he made her performance. <laughs> he genuinely tormented her to the point she was a nervous wreck. Yeah, like, it wasn't an act. She was genuinely fucking done in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i interested to see what she brings. She looks very different now. She looks very, very different. She's much... I, I haven't seen photos or anything. I don't know what she's like. She, she is a, an old lady now, um, whereas... She? Yeah, well, obviously. I mean, obviously, you consider yeah, yeah, of course she's. But, uh, I mean, but well, you say that Madonna. <laughs> this is true. Madonna, Madonna nearly got an Instagram ban for posting a full naked photo the other day. Sprawled Isn't across she her like bed. seventy now? Yeah, yeah. I don't. No one needs to see that. <laughs> uh, you you say that. I'm not I'm, an ageist man, by the way. I'm not. You you do you guys. Yeah, you be yourselves. But... You, you say that, but at seventy, sprawled naked across her bed because I saw the post before it was taken down. Wow, at seventy. Really? Wow, I, I'm guessing there's a lot of work there. But what on Photoshop? I mean, you mean? Uh, I I think there's a lot of uh, practical effects work that have been done <laughs> on Madonna <laughs> over the years. But she looks good. Uh, no, she doesn't. She looks like a fucking cat, man. I hate <laughs> it when people do that much plastic surgery and they start to look like a cat. It's weird. It freaks me out. It genuinely freaks me out. Stop fucking with your face and grow old gracefully, people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, apologies to any of our listeners who've had plastic surgery. I I I, I support you completely. Especially I if don't. You, especially if you've had a boob job. I'm quite a fan of fake boobs. They're good. <laughs> right, no, uh, stop it. Stop it now. Do you, you know the worst bit is fucking news is unedited. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. Stop getting into trouble. Right. Proper news, proper news. So, Friday the 13th prequel series has been announced from HBO Max and Brian Fuller. We all champion Brian Fuller. He is a man. He is set to direct. I think he's set to direct. He's not just a producer's credit. No, he is set to direct this series. What are your thoughts? Meh. Oh, dude, come on. I thought you'd be all over this. No one gives a flying fuck about what Pamela Voorhees done in the gap between when ah. Jason was born up until Jason's a teenager. No one cares. That's, I don't care. No, no, that's not. Yes, yes, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. No one gives a fuck about Pamela Voorhees. But it has been announced that they have the rights to both. Like, I know there was a big legal court battle where the original story with Pamela Voorhees was solely created by a certain person yeah, yeah. the invention of but Jason Voorhees if, the they've, got, if they've got the rights. the rights to both and they've got the rights to Jason Voorhees and his hockey mask, why the fuck are we getting a prequel? I don't care give me a sequel, give me a movie get Jason know, Voorhees I, back I think the prequel tense is used <laughs> very very loosely, I think this might be one of those um, annoy, and I hate them I hate them, trust me, I fucking hate them where they bounce back and forth from a faster oh, presence. Please, so I please, think that's what we're going to get. 
Are we going to get? Do you know what? Like, if if Brian Fuller wasn't attached to this, I would be in exactly the same boat as you. But I love the Hannibal TV series more than anything on this planet. The Hannibal TV series is the greatest thing ever made. It is phenomenal. In fact, do you know what? Fuck Friday the Thirteenth. Brian Fuller, just give us a new Hannibal TV series. That's yeah. all we all want from you. I, I, I'm all 100- anybody wants. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. And if I'm honest, beyond Hannibal, Brian Fuller's not all that great. He did American Gods. Did you not check that out? I didn't like it. I watched the first season. Yeah, it was a bit fucking flamboyant. Yeah. But I oh. kind of liked it for what it was. I mean, as a visionary, he's great. And I think he can do some amazing, amazing stuff. And his wheelhouse is horror, like, especially based on what he did in Hannibal. I would just... Yeah. I would just love to see him. His vision was to get up to where he did, where he'd done Red Dragon at the end. I think it was season four. Season four was the final season. And season five, he planned to then journey into Silence of the Lambs, Curry yeah. Sterling, which is, all the rest of it. Well, let's be honest, which is what we all watched that series for, to get to that point. And we're like, yes, here we go. You oh, say no. that, and I'm going to say a very controversial thing right now. Red Dragon is my favourite. The Edward Norton Red Dragon. Have you okay. froze or have you just in shock? No, I, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked, really. <laughs> yeah, I prefer, I I love Red Dragon. Red Dragon, to me, is the perfect Hannibal storyline. If we're going to get any of these, we'll, we'll get these on the show and people will have forgotten by the time we do. In comparison, Red Dragon's a seven, Hannibal's an eight, Silence of the Lambs is a ten. I'm not going to argue with your scores because you are right. You are right. I'm not going to. I'm not, but I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with your no. scores. But if it comes down to it, and if I've got all three of them sat in front of me, I'm going to watch Red Dragon all See, day I, long. I always watch Hannibal because I like. I like. I like escaped Hannibal causing chaos. No, but I don't. That film's so fucking dull. <laughs> I like that one. That is so dull. I think I have like the original. I do. Look, it's, I had the original release, Red Dragon copy. Thomas yeah. Harris on the back there. I have the original hardback copy of Red Dragon. That's my prized possession, by the way. I would love to meet him one day to get him to sign that. But I have the original release. Red Dragon is is my favourite story of Hannibal Lecter. And granted, if you're talking about the films, yes, yeah, Silence of the Lambs is a fucking 10 out of 10 all day long. Yeah. And the film, Red Dragon, yeah, you're right. It's probably, yeah, I'd probably score it an 8 as well. But yeah. in terms of story, Red Dragon is fucking better all day long. It, it is a good story. I, I'll be honest, I'm not a huge Edward Norton fan. I think that's kind of what puts me off. Beyond Fight Club, I'm not that interested in anything he's done. Oh, no, he, I'm not either. He, like, was, the, he that... was a better Incredible Hulk as well. What, you seriously? Yeah, he was a great Hulk. Loved Edward Norton as Hulk. I still think my favourite was the original... Um, what's the Australian guy who played Chopper? Uh, yeah, I know who you mean. His name completely escapes me. I know exactly who you mean. The one with the really bad CGI'd Hulk. The 90s Hulk. Yeah, the, the Australian dude. Yeah, um, I can't remember his name. Everyone's going to come at us in the comments now. But yeah, I, I liked him. I thought he was great. I liked him. He was my Bruce Banner. Yeah, no, my, mine was Edward Norton. I liked that take on it. I liked Abomination in that. I thought that. I thought that film was a good Marvel film. And I wish that was the Hulk they'd tied in. To Marvel, he was a very gritty, scary Hulk. Yeah, I, I don't know. We're talking about the Hulk, and we should be talking about Brian Fuller's awesome Hannibal. 
other this is true but yeah but again you're right you're right in your scores and my scores are probably very similar to yours over the course of the trilogy but Red Dragon is my favourite story Brian Fuller is without a doubt the best version I mean if we're talking in terms of scope of the actual telling of Hannibal the Hannibal TV series is better than anything that's ever put to film yeah the four series he produced oh my god it's just insane insanely good and I watch it on repeat, if I'm ever bored, I'll just tune in and start season one again and, and will consume my life for four seasons. And I love yeah. every minute of it. Mad Michelson is a better portrayal of Hannibal Lecter than Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. And there's no denying that. You can argue that in all day. There is no denying that Mad Michelson's performance of Hannibal Lecter is the best incarnation of that character. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about Friday the 13th and while I'm on the topic of the Friday the 13th TV series, I also want to mention, I don't know how true this is. So I'm going to use this comment very loosely. And although this is a news show, this may or may not be news. I'd seen a post and an article posted on the internet that the Hannibal, uh, that Halloween was going to be produced into a TV series for Peacock. Um, the Friday the 13th announcement went wild and I saw it once and then I've seen it everywhere since. Every horror movie news bulletin website has been producing articles about it. I'd seen the Hannibal TV series announcement. Uh, I fucking lost my thought now. with Friday Halloween. the 13th. No, no, no. So, we're on Han- no, Halloween. 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 <laughs> Halloween. How many beers have you had? You're supposed to keep me on track. <laughs> the Hannibal... <laughs> Do it again. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween TV series. Just think Season of the Witch. Three more days till Halloween. No, I don't want to be thinking Season of the Witch. I'm thinking Halloween. Halloween 4. Halloween. Halloween is going to be turned into a TV series, apparently. (sighs) And this is coming from Peacock. Again, leave it alone. It just ended. Leave it alone. Don't touch it for five years. But if it does, say it does, what, where, why, when? Where, uh, why, why? As a Halloween they, fan, I have my thoughts, but where do you want it to go? If they do it, they need to leave Myers out of it completely. Don't even go anywhere near that mask. Focus it on something else. Bring the Silver Shamrock Company, work it around that. Work it around anything but Michael Myers. Do not put Michael Myers back on screen for at least five years. It's going to be a Michael Myers story, you know that. Yeah, if it is, I'm not. I'll be honest. I won't even bother watching it. I won't even give it the time of day. It's not worth it. But say you do, and say you have a preferred choice of where you want this storyline to go. Where do you think it's going to pick up from? Where would you? So, so like over the course of Halloween, so you've got Halloween one, two, story end. You've got Halloween one, two, four, five, six, end. You've got Halloween one, two, H two O resurrections then you've got halloween 1 18 kills ends. i'm really trying my best to yeah, remember all this if, if, if and you've got the rob zombie timeline if you can pick if, up on anything or you can start again from zero and exhort everything start a fresh story where would you want this to go i'd pick up at the end of rob zombies halloween 2 fuck off nowhere yeah i would because rob zombies halloween 2 was trash no the, the, no yeah, be respectful it, okay it, it was subpar <laughs> but the potential for the potential for that storyline has got far more potential than any of the other timelines. So They've what would you want to see come off the back of that though? Would you want to see Laurie Strode in a mental asylum picking up of her and I, I want to see Laurie Strode in the mask. Would you want Scout to come back for it? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. So and you I, would I, like I, a direct continuation from it. Yeah, direct continuation. And I don't like Gap Taylor Compton. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of her. But if we're going to do an arc that I don't think was explored to its fullest potential, that's the one. We really should have got a Rob's on this Halloween 3. We really, really should have done. Well, this, um, this could be it. <clears throat> no, I, if they do it, if they do it and they are going to do it and they're going to take that approach, I, I think from Halloween ends, the only way to deal with this story now is to start again. Yeah. But the thing is as well, like I want it to start again. Like I I do want it to start again. But you know what? I don't want Laurie Strode in it. I don't want that anymore. It's been told in so many different tales, variations, timelines. Like just give us a new story. We don't Not need her. The thing is though, that's something you talk about a Friday the thirteenth prequel. Halloween is something that could have a prequel. You could prequel the 1978 movie and tell the story from when Michael was arrested. You could have effectively like a Silence of the Lambs style series with Michael under psychiatric care from Loomis. And you could have Myers escape and take out a couple of people. He could take out people in the ward. You could have how he how he reached the point where he went for that mask. You could have all of that. That's a story I'd be interested to see. And Rob Zombie did that in Halloween 1. Like, he tried. To, he, I mean, he didn't develop it properly, but he touched upon it. He gave yeah. the idea. But you could develop that, and that would be a good story to do. Yeah. There's a now, lot of potential for the idea of it, and, and I'm all for it. I mean, I'm a Halloween fan, so I will take anything you can throw at me that's from this universe. And... And I'm one of those fans who doesn't hear everything that comes out of it. I'll pick and choose what I like. I'll pick and choose my timelines. I won't even necessarily pick my timeline based on what people tell me the timeline should be. Yeah. I'll maybe pick one, two and Halloween four and then jump straight into H2O and I'll connect the dots myself in between the films. I don't yeah. need to, I can exclude five and six and, and still piece it together as a concluding story that makes sense to me, you know? So I'll take anything and I'll pick and choose what works for me and what doesn't as a fan. But it, I just want more content, I'll be honest. Yeah. I was so disappointed by the fact that Ends didn't give me the satisfactory trilogy that I wanted. So I'll, I, I'm I'm all for it. Just yeah, give I, me more content. I think for me, I just need a break. I'm kind of done with it. Um, speaking of being done, this episode is probably the longest news episode we've ever done. That's you talking about fucking war. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm Back in the war. During the war. I'm going to sign it off. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, apologies if this episode is not what you expected, but hey-ho, this is news. It changes weekly. Uh, and also uh, apologies if we've caused any offence throughout the duration of this episode. We have a tendency to do that. Yeah, it's, it's because Mark's, Mark's racist. It's a me, it's a Mario. <laughs> See you all Bye. later. Cheers, guys. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Sometimes, that is better. Look at me, Damien. <laughs> Sorry, I am the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a time of one good scare. Huh? What an excellent day for an exorcism. Open the pod bay doors, hell. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that.